and welcome to our podcast where today we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of one of the greats. Don't even at me. It's Home Alone time. I am Detective Artemis. As always, it's me, your boy, Kay. And this is Drink to a Decade. Freeze frame. Oh, oh I froze frame. No, no, no. <clears throat> All right. So, Home Alone. Dude, it has been... 30 years, man. You are old as shit. Well, you're fucking older uh, than that, I am. That's not the point. <laughs> that's not the point. <laughs> I thought this was a podcast. I did not come No, this is it's a turn into a roast <laughs> session. Here we go. No, dude. So No, yeah, the movie's almost as old as we are, which is fucking crazy, you know, because I don't even remember seeing it till it was probably like seven or eight was the first time oh, really? I saw it for like actual, like, you know, it was one of those Christmas movies yeah. we used to watch. So I think my family showed that to me to sort of put the fear of them leaving me behind to go places. Right. Which they, they did often. Yeah. But that's just part of growing up. Yeah. You know, you're, you're <laughs> I don't a kid. Like him, I don't like him with such a bitch about it. <laughs> you know what? If my family left me home alone for a couple of days, I would look at that shit. I would do everything that I wasn't supposed to. Like, I'd be having a wild ass time. But he was all sad because his family left him. Well, he was sad at the end. He was pretty happy in the beginning. Uh, well, yeah. Because well, two adults were trying to kill him for... A few days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had a rough couple of nights. But uh, I remember watching it as a kid as well. Uh, I was probably around maybe five or something. Yeah. And I didn't understand everything that was really going like, I guess, in like, you know, like, um, like, since they were saying, like, you know, the obvious jokes, you understand when you're older later. But oh, I yeah. knew that this kid was cool. He's beating up these adults. He's using these cool traps and all this stuff. Yeah, it was Macaulay Culkin. He was the coolest kid actor in the fucking yeah, 90s. Yeah, this dude is like synonymous with right. the 90s. And I'm yeah. like, I wish I could be like him. And it, it never happened, but that's fine. But it's it holds a lot of uh, nostalgia for me, and I'm sure a lot Absolutely. of other people as well. It is Definitely one of the best Christmas movies of all time. It's up there with Die Hard. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie yeah, though? Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Okay, it's it's, it's an undisputed fact. It's I don't care about I don't care enough about Die Hard to, to dispute that. <laughs> Die Hard's a pretty fun movie. Um, but yeah, it's for me, it's a Christmas story, and then by a couple of hairs, it's Home Alone are my favorite Christmas movies. Oh, and and Gremlins as well. You know what? I got you with that too. Christmas Story is my holiday movie. Like, yeah, I, it's not Christmas until I watch that. I got to see Ralphie shoot his eye out, man. You got to see it. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. You know, it's just it's fucking synonymous with it. It's it's not Christmas until you see that. Especially yeah. out here in California with no snow. You got to you got to you got to make the holidays yourselves, you know? Snow way indeed. <laughs> Dude, so uh with um with Home Alone, you have you know the main movie which is a lot of slapstick comedy and I think I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of slapstick, although it can be kind of like overdone and stupid at times. But here, it was it was pretty funny, and I think it really set up the tone for more people of our generation to sort of appreciate slapstick a little bit well, more. Well, I think especially at that time in the 90s, like the comedy was definitely, that was that was more of what we were in terms of comedy. Like I, I always say it, I say it to our producer Ernie, that I think comedy is, a, it, it's constantly evolving and things that we found funny back then don't necessarily translate to today. But I think Home Alone was one of those movies that, have the right amount of comedy that we were fucking enamored with back in the early nineties. Um, that if they're, you know, they're doing the remake, it's obviously, it's going to be different. I don't think they're going to do it as slapstick because Disney wants their fucking money. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that remake in a bit. Yeah. We'll get to that remake. But, uh, I loved home alone because it has a slapstick humor and has the memorable character and the iconic scenes and the, you know, oh, yeah. the, the after the aftershaves. Moment. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which was yeah. apparently improvised by Macaulay himself. 
genius 12 year old he was actually eight or eight year old whatever. yeah how old he was. and then like and the movie still has like a lot of like like heart to it at the end like yeah. you know i'm not gonna lie i do get a little gooey when like he reads his mom whatever you know that's cool i mean i wish i knew what it was like to have a mom embrace me like that but that's not the point neither near or there yeah you know i've been left at home for several <laughs> days uh unattended at a young age and my mom came back and got mad at me because I was outside playing, alerting the, you know, the whole neighborhood that there were no parental super, uh, supervisories going down. What an inconsiderate asshole you were. I was three, so yeah, I was really inconsiderate. You should know better, man. You know what? I should have known better no, as but, a three-year-old uh, not to go outside. Let's talk about some of the, uh, the crew involved in Home Alone. So we have John fucking Williams, the master composer who has composed yeah. at least 90% of our childhood movies. Yeah. I Here mean, he is again. He's, like you said, 90% of our childhood movies. Whatever, is he still doing? Like, he's still he's alive, still, yes. Is he making movies? Like, but I mean, is he like composing for movies now? From like, what I know, what's the, the last, last one he, thing he did? Uh, the last one he did was, uh, wasn't it Rise of Skywalker? Oh, let's yeah. not. That, that's, that's a terrible leg to go out on. Like, let's not. Equate. No one's no one's gonna remember him for like the the sequel. Oh well, yeah, true, true as this. You know, the man's got we um, got Jaws, just like a got... whole catalog of prolific work, and then you have Rise of Skywalker, and that's uh, it was unfortunate of him. It was an unfortunate dude. Movie. One day we are just gonna completely rant on the uh, the entire Star Wars franchise, oh, or even just a sequel trilogy. Just days, one day, one day, gonna, yeah, one days. Day. It's days. not gonna be, but not today. No, no, no. Yeah. You are promised. Home Alone. So let's go back Home to the alone. Let's go back everybody. to the crew. We have directed by Chris Columbus, the 15th century Italian yeah, explorer who accidentally found America. Wait, no, no, I'm sorry. Not, never, not that Chris Columbus. Who we never obviously. celebrate anymore. <laughs> no, it was uh he also directed um well actually he he also wrote The Goonies. Oh, tight, and he wrote yeah. Gremlins. So this dude's just well, excluding the Goonies, but he's got a special thing for Christmas movies, clearly. Yeah, and he yeah. also directed uh, movies like, um, I think he did uh, Adventures of Babysitting. You ever seen the movie? No, I never saw that one. Yeah, I have my notes. But it was also written by uh, John Hughes, who okay. is uh, the guy of the quintessential 80s movies. So you got Pretty in Pink, Breakfast, uh, Breakfast Club, pretty much anything Mo- Molly Ringle was in, yeah. he was doing it. Yeah, so, so you have most, a, of the, most of the 80s movies. So you have I, a lot of like crew. It's going to be this. a controversial thought, but I hated the, all those movies. You hated Breakfast Club? <laughs> yeah, I hated the Breakfast Club. How dare you? Oh, it just didn't hold any. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Chris Columbus also directed Mrs. Doubtfire. All right. Now, if you would have led it with that, that's Robert Williams. Robert Williams. Yeah, Robert Williams. We've been drinking to the decade, (laughs) y'all. Excuse me for slurring a little bit now, but Robin Williams, I mean, that was like classic Williams, cross-dressing and everything. Yeah. British nanny, y'all. Back in it was fun to cross-dress. Back before, yeah, there was a He was doing it for his kids, okay? He was doing it for his children. And then he his wife was kind of a bitch. Let's be real. You she leave Sally Field alone. She was kind of a bitch. Yeah, in that she kind of was. But Pierce Brosnan, though. <laughs> yeah, Pierce, it, he, he was he, kind he, of a dick. He got to clap some cheeks, yeah, though. Okay? I mean, he was, yeah. I, I, let's be real. <laughs> she, Pierce Brosnan came up with that British yeah. accent. Actually, know. I think he's Irish. Is he Irish? Yeah. I thought I could have sworn he is British. Oh, from the UK. Uh, European. <laughs> All right. He's a sexy, suave motherfucker, and he's the James Bond leader. Sally Field fell yeah. to the fell for the pure, the James Bond charm. She should have stuck with Genie. <laughs> and then also, he directed the first two Harry Potter movies. So, you know, Sorcerer's Stone. Okay. And well, I, I, I hated all the Harry Potter movies. So, so he really set the tone for the Harry Potter movies before they, they got darker and stuff. But see, he's also noted yeah. for that. 
Oh, and also John Hughes. He also did a Weird Science. You ever see Weird Science? Weird Science. I love stuff, Weird yeah. Science, dude. All right. And uh, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. All right. So that's some of the the notable crew behind it. And then we got, of course, the uh, the actors themselves. Joe, Joe Pesci. fucking Pesci. Which dude. is such a fucking departure from everything I had ever known him to do at the time. Yeah. Like, he's always this foul mouth hardcore mobster or mobster adjacent. And then you just see him as as this hapless criminal in fucking <laughs> Home Alone who can't, of all the, all the shit he's done in every movie he's ever made, all the mob movies, he can't take one kid out. He's getting served up by an eight-year-old. Damn, man. In the suburbs. He's gonna get. He's Joe. looking like a geek like that. So, um, going back to Joe Pesci, it's like to this day, per uh, per Christopher uh, per Chris Columbus, an interview he did recently, yeah. Joe Pesci still gets asked and talked like about Home Alone, like he um, Scorsese when they were doing The Irishman. Yeah. People were in the streets talking to Joe Pesci about Home Alone. Not fucking That's Goodfellas. So not weird. Casino. It is and a weird. Scorsese movie. He and did a Scorsese it. press run. Scorsese did like some of Joe's Robert best De- work. Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. And then you have them. Hey, what was Macaulay Culkin like as a child? Yeah, like I don't know. I don't know what I don't. I don't know how to take that. Like that's cool, but it's also like I've also done these movies. Yeah, as well, but. Apparently he was like he was really cool about it, so that's that's oh, awesome. I, you know what I've actually heard he's kind of he's actually a pretty nice dude, um, with, oh. with fans and everything. Not how he not how he's portrayed on screen, obviously. He's yeah, just, uh, I definitely don't want to call him funny. Yeah, you. I would never do. What do you that. mean funny? Funny how? You get murdered. You know that's yeah. just the way it goes. Yeah. So then we have him, and then we have um, uh, Daniel Stern, who I know him from. Um, this movie called um, it came after Home Alone, but it was called was it Bushwhacked? You were he's like. He's like, he's like, it's like a desert slapstick where he's like a walking it, with these kids. Daniel, Daniel Stern's the Joe Pesci's partner. Yeah, Marv. Uh, yeah, Marv. Um, I know him from some other movies. I just, I really can't think of him right now. But he's, he's come out in a few things. I, I, I want to say he was in 101 Dalmatians, the live action one. But I don't quote, don't hold me to that. I also know him from a uh, Rookie of the Year. You ever see that one? No. Where the kid that with broke his arm, he's playing baseball, and like he broke his arm. And he has like this special like super ability where he can throw the ball really fast, like pitch it really fast. No, dude. Okay. Well, now I feel old. Oh well, yeah. Well, it's, old. it's in the '90s, so it's not. It's not that old. '90s. You're old as shit, man. Like, Anyways, we also have the likes of you know Catherine O'Hara, the the mom from Beetlejuice. Absolutely, yeah. And then we have John Hurd, who is Mr. McAllister. He was also the bad guy in Big. Oh, okay. Remember, dude, that's okay. That's where he's fucking. From. And he was also nice. in Sharknado, but don't worry about that. Oh yeah, I never watched any of the Sharknados. If yeah. I'm being honest, the premise was just too, too <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, and then um, obviously Macaulay Culkin. He um, before this movie, he was in what was called uh, Uncle Buck with John yeah. Candy, where he was kind of playing like a similar role, like a smartass like kid who's like a little too mature for his age. And that's kind of where uh, I how he got the role for this. That was honestly what I seen because wasn't he in um what is it My Girl? Yeah, yeah, that was that after was, Home Alone. That was after, but that was, that was like a similar similar his setting. His glasses. He can't see it without his glasses. With the exception of like Richie Rich, that was, that was well, not even still. He was a smart ass kid with a ton of comedy. Just yeah. He had a shit ton of money. So yeah, yeah, that's that's just Macaulay Culkin's typecast in the nineties. Just some smart ass kid. Well, yeah, good actor. He he was the Robert Downey Jr. of nineties children actors. It's <laughs> bold, man. Now that he's trying to do a comeback and all. So well, now, he's got to compete with the other Culkins. I forget their names. It was Rory who was in uh he was in Signs. 
Which one was that? Which one? he was in Signs? He was the the brother. It's been a minute since I watched. That Signs. was him. You, yeah, he had the dead behind the eye, Culkin eyes. Oh shit, dude! Fuck. He was in that, and then he was also in uh, Scream Four. He was one of the killers. Spoiler: I don't give a shit. But yeah, yeah he was in that. And we then seen him by now. You're fucking up. And then his, his other brother, I forget his name. He was in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I know that one. That's the Culkin. And then he's he in the Scott Pilgrim. He's he was um, also in Home Alone as well. He was uh the cousin who wets the bed. Oh shit, was he? That was him too. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin looking out for his little brothers. <laughs> yeah, dude. So they're they're all over the place. Yeah. Um now we got the sequels. We got Home Alone 2, which I think was it was fine. It, it was, to me it's the Ghostbusters 2 of sequels. Like it was nowhere near as good as the first one, but it was still, still stayed, it was still pretty enjoyable. The path and then every other Home Alone after that was, you know, Macaulay, I, I don't know what, maybe he got too old or he wasn't cute. Probably going through puberty at the time. I don't fucking know, but they came out with, I think, five of them. Yeah. Yeah. So for them to do Home Alone 2, it was a no-brainer. They're going to get a ton more money. This Absolutely. Time around, home, the first one made was, was such massive. such a box office success. Yeah. yeah. And then we got part three with uh, that one kid with that one kid with the fucking super classic '90s hairstyle, and then Scarlett Johansson was the sister. I, you know what? And I, I've only seen that movie a couple times when I was a child because that's when it fucking came out. So I didn't even realize Scarlett Johansson was in it, and it's so crazy just going back, rewatching some stuff lately, and seeing her. It's like holy shit! Look at that. That's a young ScarJo. There yeah. she is. What's she doing here? <laughs> Little does she know. All right. And then he had like two more like movies after that. And then now we have the remake coming out. The remake. Disney's and Disney's trying to get that home alone money, y'all. And Christopher Columbus said it himself. He was like, dude, this is a waste of time. Like, why would you he's pretty much against it, like yeah. pretty much all of us are. Yeah. And like, how would a movie like Home Alone, like, do you think it would hold up today? Like if if that if like our home alone yeah. was released today. Do you think it would be like received as well as it did? Um, I think it would if it was the exact same movie that was released then. If that came out today in the exact same way, mm-hmm. I really don't think it would. <laughs> it would be totally different because I mean, like, let's just take technology into account. Uh, Twenty minutes into the movie, you know, everybody's at the airport. Kevin's like hops on his fucking phone. It's like, <laughs> hey, mom. What the fuck are you? <laughs> oh shit, we're at the airport. Here, I'm gonna call you an Uber. You'll be here in twenty minutes. End of the movie. Yeah. There's no Home Alone. So you know? so how is this movie going to work today? Like, how- I'll, I'll tell you how. And it's the one true salvation that Home Alone can receive at this point. I'm excited to hear this. Michael Bay has to direct it. All right? <laughs> Kevin. Kevin is going to go from run-of-the-mill hijinks to fully automated weapons, explosives, and murder. All right? No one say... All right, you gotta you gotta you gotta lean into that grizzly side of things, all right? You gotta pump the gas for these people. I don't know. I'm picturing like a like a Shia LaBeouf character. <laughs> Maybe he's got a couple tattoos as a ten year old. <laughs> Maybe this kid's done some hard time and he's picked up some shit. Can you imagine if like the likes of Zack Snyder were to direct Home Alone? Oh my all god. All those slow motion hits. Dude, the, the cinematics for that would be fucking crazy though. Like Home Alone and that would I didn't I need honestly just anything to make it a little bit more grittier and edgy. But you'd have to yeah, all the color. You'd too. have to upgrade that rating to R. <laughs> rated R. This time it's Kevin's turn to rob, <laughs> rob you of your lives. He just shows up outside. Of, what are they? The sticky bandits house. He's like, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> You're thirsty for more. Fucking Cox is like actual oh, shotgun this time. Oh shit, that would be good. I would watch that honestly, dude. So with that being said, like 
uh, obviously the remake is more than likely odds are against it. It's gonna be bad. And yeah, like, it's probably gonna be so really terrible. I don't even know if they started casting yet or if it's still like in like pre-production. But I don't know. But everyone and like the director are against the idea. So we'll see how that goes. And then we also have Ryan Reynolds stoned alone coming out as well. Is that like a real thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've not heard it's about gonna be that. a stoner version of Home Alone. So again, what the fuck? I don't know. It's Ryan Reynolds, so like I'll I'll wait to see it. But so is it just some guy smoking in his house, then getting paranoid that there are people, but at the end, it's nobody really there. I don't know. Just, Maybe. I, I, I we think, can. I feel like we can pitch a script. We just have to Ernie, produce Ernie. I think it's got green. We just have to follow Andy. Just have to follow Andy for twenty. You just have to follow Andy for an hour. Just, uh, just write what he does. <laughs> just, doc, just document his life. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Document his life and have stoned the, alone. And put like a British narrator over it. <laughs> Who will we get? Yeah. Man. So yeah, I don't know, dude. You have all this weird stuff in development, but it's with that being said, Home Alone has made a tremendous impact on us people, films, and Christmas movies. So. That's amazing. What's uh, what's one of your favorite scenes from it? I love how these two adults can't break into or kill an eight-year-old. That's the plot. That's how the that's scene. The, yeah, well, that's the whole thing. That's my favorite <laughs> thing about it. Because if I'm an adult and I really put my mind to it, I'm pretty sure I can take out an eight-year-old fairly simply <laughs> with little to no resistance. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I took a dark turn. <laughs> No, um, you spoke from experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there were things that in there that just sort of you know broke my innocence. Like I remember telling you earlier, uh, the whole furnace in the basement. I'm not afraid anymore. Uh, yeah, that shit frightened the fuck out of me. And uh, it was I'm pretty from, creepy. I'm from Indiana, we had a basement, and it, shit shit got real creepy after I saw that. I was like, is this <laughs> is this not a safe space? <laughs> What would you rather have, an attic or a basement? Basement. Basement? Attics, attics just say, you know, attics are definitely for serial killers or I don't know. creepy I'm, ghosts. Basements, you know, you I'm set up a opposite. pool table, you get your TV. I'm, basements and basements are a lot different than they depict in the, in the Midwest. Like, that's a whole other section of your house. It's not just going to be space for storage. A space you're going to use, all right? So you make that shit comfortable. Yeah, I guess the basement mm. would be better because you could turn it into, like, a, a room or, like, yeah. or some other, like, fun area that yeah. has. Like, the basement I grew up in had a fucking... My grandfather had a fully loaded bar down there, fireplace, TV. See, that sounds amazing. Bedroom and shit, bathroom, shower, like, fridge. It was a whole comfy situation. Like, like, foreman's Wait, basement? Yeah, like, it was just, you know, just chill down there all the, all the time. Okay, yeah, I guess my perception's different because I, I never had a basement. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, basements are scary as hell. A lot of creepy shit goes on there, and then like attics are, are scary as well. There are but. scary basements, but I feel like attics. You know, you go in, you see some like mannequin without arms or some shit, and <laughs> some, some old photos of like families that weren't even like you, 1870 and shit. And it's Dead like, what? bat. What the fuck is going on in here? And then know. the door slams shut and you're stuck in there. And then it's just, it's a terrifying situation. I, I think you just completely swayed my opinion on attics and basements. Yeah, man. Basements, fireplace, attics, old dusty shit. Probably get asbestos and uh, ghosts. Yeah. But in the zombie thing, you would want to probably be in the attic, though. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. As demonstrated in Night of Living Dead. Is, 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 if I'm in the basement, then that gives me the possibility to tunnel out, see? It'd be slow pain second work. 
But would you have enough time to dig out while the the undead are like knocking on the door? Well, they're not. Are they? Why are they knocking on my door in the first place? Right because they the smell bat? you. They know you're in there. They want to eat you. Ah, they don't smell me. They smell. There's tons of people around. They're gonna distinguish my smells. Like this. Is oh a, shit! That smells like Kaleem. Gerard Noir or Chicard Noir. I smell Chicard Noir. <laughs> Jordache. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's sin anywhere. It's time for dinner, boys. No, it's like a night living dead situation. Yeah. So they would, I don't know. I think a basement would be a lot more scary to be in in the zombie thing. I just bored it up, man. But here we are talking Christmas yeah. and zombies. Christmas so and zombies. That's where would you a, find that elsewhere? Nowhere, I assume. That's going to be a God movie no. one day. I'm, I'm Christmas putting, and zombies? Yeah, Christmas and zombies. I'm putting, I'm saying it first. We got dead snow, else. but that's not a Christmas movie. Christmas and zombies. If there was cowboys and aliens, it's gonna be a fucking Christmas. <laughs> and there was a cowboy and zombies movie too oh, with Jesus. fucking Chris Kattan. <laughs> Jesus Christ, who does not look good. He comes, he comes to the store every now and then. I'm like, dude, yeah. you are dying. Oh, that is. Please get better. Unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> so one of my favorite scenes is um is pretty much where uh, he where Kevin goes to Buzz's room. Yeah. And like he knocks all this shit down because he's like, oh, you know, I have this freedom and he's doing all this stuff and he knocks all this stuff. He's like, and he sees Buzz's girlfriend. Yeah. He says like the line like, Buzz, your girlfriend, woof. <laughs> and then like, and then the spiders like walk. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. And then um, the uh, the movie he watches, Angels of Filthy Souls. Yeah. I like other people thought that was a real movie. It wasn't. It wasn't. I know. It, yeah, wasn't. it was created just for that. Yeah. Even fucking like Chris Evans thought it was a real movie too. Yeah. And I, you, I I used to as well. So this is just something I learned like within the last five years or so that that was just a scene that they created. That was a whole little thing they created in the movie for the movie. Yeah. yeah. There was a part where like I was just a part of my life where I was looking for that movie yeah. like on like online. I'm like, where can I find the full movie? We're going to find the full movie. This is, you know, years ago, obviously. But yeah. And the way they did it was the way they uh, back then they would light certain movies. It was a yeah. uh, it was carbon arc lighting where they would put like a. Uh, a piece of carbon like film into the lighting or something to give it like a, a more warmer, but like richer, like looking effect. So yeah. they use that. And when they did the black and white, it looked even more like one of the old movies. Cause they used to do that type of lighting back then as well. Mm, so that's why I really like, it looks like an older movie and fooled many people, myself included. It did. Speaking of, do you think that pizza guy got fucking <laughs> uh, fired? Cause he didn't get paid for that shit. No, well he got paid. Because he got, because he got, they pay for the pizza, and then he got like a little bit of change left. Because I could have sworn uh, he like, he got paid the first time in the beginning. Okay, yeah. And then the second time where Kevin orders it by himself, he gets paid again. And then that's where he's like, "Oh, cheapskate! I'm gonna give you to the count of ten to get your ugly, yellow, no good keys of my property before I pump your guts well, full then, of lead." Well, then there's another thing. You would think that this dude thought he was getting shot at. He was reported to somebody. I mean, there was a pretty upscale suburban neighborhood. In Chicago. Yeah. You would think the cops would show up eventually and be like, do it well. On the ground. Yeah. You know, and they, they see this fucking eight-year-old there. He's like, thank God you guys are here. Two adults are trying to break in here and, I don't know, molest me or rob me. Or, I can't tell anymore. <coughs> Excuse me. But, yeah, uh, speaking of things that are like or could be considered like plot holes or things like you oh, mentioned so that many, yeah. you, you mentioned that they could have killed him. They could have came back with a gun, I like a real yeah, gun. That was, that's game over. You can have all the paint cans and fucking hot doorknobs you want, but a pistol fucking takes care of all that <laughs> issue. You give up or you're thirsty. 
and that's it. End movie. And all you do is have to cock it. Like they, if they would have somebody was just gonna cock the gun, they don't even have to shoot him. Just cock it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's frightened because you're trained to be afraid of that noise once you fucking hear it. Right, but that's not a family movie, unfortunately. Well, maybe for like my family. Or, as I was also saying, fuck this house. I know they're out of town, but I'm sure there's some elderly people around. Go and rob the old people who have no fight left. <laughs> Steal all their shit. Right. Why because, are you so focused? Because they already on this lived their kid? life. They're fine. Why are you so focused <laughs> on this one kid? Plus, this is a stubborn game. Plus, if you got to break in and kill somebody, it's always better to kill an adult than it is a kid. Because they'll give you the fucking chair for that. So. This is criminal thoughts. I don't know. This this is how I equate to this movie. Now. This is fine. No, I, I love hearing about it. One of the plot holes I thought of. I don't know if it could be considered a plot hole, but so I used to work for a couple of airlines a few years ago, and when we would check in people, especially internationally, you have to verify their passports information when you check in at the counter. And I don't know how flying was in the early '90s, late '80s, but like when they showed up to the counter, they have to check in to get their ticket, their boarding pass. And so the gate or the counter agent should have been like, hey, there's a Kevin in your reservation who has not checked in. Like, where is he? Is he with you? And like right then and there before they were like 30,000 feet in the air going to Paris, they would have found out that Kevin was home alone. So I'm assuming the gate agent or the the counter agent just didn't give a fuck. And like, oh, fuck, he's not here. I don't give a fuck. I want to go home anyway. I mean, that's been universal for the last. Uh, I'm guilty of that. I don't give a fuck. You're not here. Since people people have been working for airlines. But but they're still supposed to like ask though. And then so uh, I'm not sure how, how it was back then. But for me, like reservations have been around. Forever. So someone should have been like, there's a Kevin in your reservation. Where the hell is he? So, like I said, either they just didn't give a fuck or, you know, traveling back then was not as strict as it was. Now, obviously not because this is, you know, pre-9-11 shit like that. Oh, yeah. No, no. no. There were a lot more, a lot less restrictions. I guess, I don't know. If someone can answer that who flew in the late 80s, who flew to Paris, can let me know. Am Am I crazy? And they got to verify your passports as well. Do you think our viewers are the type of viewers that fly to Paris? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Speaking of flying to Paris, dude, what did Mr. McAllister do? He took a, like a family of 15 Man. for first class to Paris. That oh, shit yeah. No, he cheap. was rich. Look at their house. Look at their house. I, yes, but what did he do? He's bought. Maybe he's a drug dealer. I don't know. He was rich. He was 80s rich. He was Trump rich <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't think we'll ever get that answer. And he just, they just had a big house. But that house is actually, I don't know if it's still, I think it's still up, but um, I think you can you can like buy it. You can live there. Oh, yeah. In the McAllister house? I'd be down to live there, honestly. Chicago. I'm going to make that my new area. dream. I'm going to move to Chicago, eat some deep dish pizzas, oh, yeah. and then fucking like buy like that house. Southern. <laughs> yeah. Chicago. 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 Let's <laughs> go take the L. But yeah, oh. dude. So we have that. And. I I still resonate with this movie a lot. I, I watched a little bit of like last night. And if it's on TV, I'm flipping the channels. I'm I'm gonna watch it. It's of one course, of those movies. Yeah. Like no matter where it's I mean, at, you can, you can always watch it on Disney Plus because it's yeah it's they just there, got on Disney like, Plus year, too now. Year round now. Yeah. It's true, but yeah, um, it's one of the grades. And another thing I always thought like too like all right, say you're not on well, if you're going international. I know they did used to have phones on plays. I mean yeah. it would cost like an arm and a leg. All right, but say you get to Paris. Instead of just flying back, are you not close with any of your neighbors at all? Like, how long have you lived here? You built up this family? Well, they try calling the neighbors, but they they weren't there. Leave a message and keep calling. It's much. It takes much longer to get to Paris and then be like, oh, shit, 
my child and then get back but, from Paris. But they were all they were all traveling. Like they were all like the I don't know if you remember in the beginning the kid who like be who was like bothering everyone while they were like trying to get in the van yeah. and were like, where they counted him instead of Kevin. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, my family's going to Florida, blah blah blah, like being really annoying all this mm, shit. Oh yeah, so, Christmas holidays. So yeah. I think that was supposed to represent that everyone in that block is like leaving, traveling, and then yeah. even like um, then Joe Pesci. He was but like, then there's yeah, I know they're hitting up all the houses, but then why get fixated on this one, the specific one? Just maybe it was the, maybe it was the biggest house. Because I don't know, it was the biggest house with the most problems. Because Joe Pesci went in there as the fake cop to like yeah. recon yeah, a bit, so recon, he, he got yeah. like a taste for it, and I guess he just had a feeling that there's gonna be a lot of good stuff. And it's just an eight year old kid, and you can't go out like a no bitch to an eight year old kid. So it was more but like they, a stubborn thing, maybe. They did go out like bitches though. Well, they Straight didn't know that. Business. They didn't know that going in. I mean, after the first two, I give it two failed attempts, then it's done. That's <laughs> it. It's like we're moving on. The cops are gonna be here soon. What the fuck is happening? I don't know. And then also one of the um one of like uh the one of the drafts in the movie was that Uncle Frank was gonna be the villain who sent those two to kill Kevin. Oh yeah? Yeah, and nobody liked that little shit. Well no well Uncle Frank or Kevin? Uncle Frank. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> Look what you did, you little yeah. jerk. Yeah. Yeah, because like you can kind of see hints of it too, of like how he wanted like all the money for himself because wanted to squeeze him out. There's a part in the airplane where they're flying. He's like, is this real crystal? Steal it, steal it, steal it. So you kind of get shades of it too and then you get shades of his hatred for yeah. Kevin too. Uncle Frank was the broke relative. Yeah, the, <laughs> he was the mooch. Yeah. yeah. So if they like release a dark version of him where like Uncle Tell Frank you, being Michael the, Bay, the main baby. dude, he can do that, yeah. <laughs> so just one of, the, one of the crazier things about like, you know, the movie's history and stuff. But nice. I still can't believe it's been 30 years. It's it's fucking crazy. I mean, it's just, but it's been like one of those things that are so integral into our lives. Like, I mean, it's uh, they've had references, especially to that whole aftershave scene where he screams. There's been references for that shit up until just a little while ago. I mean, even like Simpsons, yeah, they, they did a guy, they did a commercial with Macaulay Culkin yeah. doing the same like thing. He like he was jumping yeah. on the bed. They like recreated it for I think it was for some some fucking commercial. But it's people like still talk about it. Yeah. so. It's definitely like earned its icon status. Oh yeah, it's it it has. It's the first time a little boy successfully fought off two grown adults, two grown men. Yeah, and fucking one lived to tell the tale, and at least in a show like or a movie. It's true. So to this day, it still cracks me up that like Kevin was afraid of uh, what's his name, old man Marley, who was old like man Marley. doing like just the shoveling fucking, his walkway, yeah, putting salt in his thing and stuff. But from what it seemed like, old man Marley was kind of keeping an eye on the situation. He was looking at he was. Looking out for the block, but he didn't see these fucking two dudes trying to break into this kid's house for three days or two days or however many days it was. Yeah, and it was fucking like because of a uh, because of his older brother, but like Buzz, who yeah. is the textbook way like an older sibling should be towards the younger ones. He's like, he's the ultimate asshole in the in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was that was what we were all about beating up our siblings. Yeah, were you the youngest one? Oh, I am. I am the youngest one. Oh, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I got beat I up. I believe my younger the brothers. Shit don't, the shit don't fly no more. <laughs> Turn into an adult. Let's see him try that, see him try shit now. No, but, uh, but yeah, so it was Buzz who was like, oh, yeah, you know, like they told a story. Like it was like a, like a, like a neighborhood legend about him on the yeah. stuff. But it, an, another thing, like it could have been, pre- this whole thing could have been like prevented as well. Like when Kevin sees him. Old man Marley could have just said something like, everything okay? Yeah, he was just staring him down like like he was a fucking criminal walking by. Like multiple times. Like he'd never seen a child in his life like, holy shit, what is that? 
don't move and it can't see you. Yeah, and then like later on he goes to the church and like they have that heartfelt discussion about him and his son and how like heaven helped him get reconnected with his son and all yeah. that stuff. So he's capable of speaking and like having like in like intellectual thoughts. Why if he would have just said something, like he would have like probably came in sooner than he did, like to beat up the the sticky up, no, the yeah. wet bandits. The wet the bandits, yeah. They're sticky in part sticky, two. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, man. Old man Marley, you deserve a lot better than that. Oh, and then part <laughs> two, yeah, the fucking <sighs> You okay? I'm choking on my booze. <coughs> this decade is trying to kill me. <coughs> All right, okay, I'm good. You good? Oh, yeah. What's up? You want me to give you a con swab? Uh, Talking about my penis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm and then good. In part, all right, so the, and then in like part two, they had the creepy old pigeon lady. <laughs> Oh right! Like the, oh, something the, about the, the turtle doves. Something about the elderly in that part of Chicago. And they're just, just fucking he, weird. He just he just hates yeah. old people. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's a dick. Oh, I mean he's a kid, so probably views old people as like strange in their fucking ways and everything. Yeah, it's, it's, it's no, there's no respect there. Yeah, the two turtle doves. <laughs> Irish accent. Uh, well, I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Unless you have anything else you want to add to it. Michael Bay, if you're listening, if this reaches you, oh, he's 100 percent listening. You need to tell Disney that you want to direct the next Home Alone, <laughs> and you've got to, Michael, boom, boom, bay it up. All right, you know what we mean: explosions, heavy gunfire, boobs, titties, <laughs> maybe some like I don't know, maybe you can get like two black dudes to just be there and be oh, like, like for comedic relief. No, like like bad boys, you know. You okay. get the bad boys, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. What are they doing right now? They can be in it. They just did one. Yeah, I know they just did one, but what are they doing now? Um, I, don't know, I think I think Will Smith is still recovering from oh, the no. pain. They're they're doing a what's it called? Um, Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion oh, this Thursday. They're doing a reunion, and uh, are they remaking it too? Aren't they? Are they? Aren't they? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It's not the same without Uncle Phil. Oh, I know, right? R.I.P. Well, as mentioned before, Home Alone has left a lasting impact on us and many people and kids of our generation, and it's going to keep doing that And because it's, it's like we mentioned before, one of the greats and one of our personal favorites. So let us have a drink for Home Alone. Happy 30th anniversary, you filthy animal. You filthy animals. Once again, this is Drink to a Decade. You can find us on all available podcast platforms. So, you know, Stitcher and all that good stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Detective underscore Artie. And anything you want to plug in, sir? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Are you on Twitter? K- yeah, I am on Twitter now. Um, I got K- some following to do. Reptar, I think. I don't know. You'll figure it out. I'm there. <laughs> and, uh,. You stay classy. All right. Well, once again, I am Detective Artemis. As always, it's me, Kay. And we drink and we watch things. Till next time. Sayonara. And then I'd fuck him up. <laughs> Just beat him with all my man strength. He's got a little boy strength. What's he going to do? Little boy strength. <laughs> uh, did, wasn't the house on fire? No, it was no fire. Mm. Yeah, they could just set the house on fire. Yeah, like, we just, yeah, just set it on fire. Comes out and then just what now? Bam! One punch, it's over. But I'd give him a few just to make sure. He's a crafty child. All right, he could be faking. <laughs> he's McCullough Colgan. We know he's a good actor. 
Burn his ass out. <laughs> you know, Freddy Krueger treatment. <laughs> Were you recording that? 